Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Okay, so Jonathan and Charlotte, first time I think, I believe... uh, We've got two people in the same screen on this podcast, so there's a first for that. Uh, you guys have got an in- incredible story, uh, both individual stories that are actually quite different um, from, from one another. And I think it'd be really useful just to kick it off by just seeing how you got to where you are now uh, in, in what you're doing with Wellness Theory and all the incredible life-changing work that you're doing with all your members around the world. So I don't know who wants to kick it off. Um, maybe start. <laughs> yeah, start with Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just uh, in a nutshell, what Wellness Theory is a coaching platform where we help people to calm a race in mind, feel in control of their emotions and essentially build a healthy, meaningful life. Um, something that a lot of people uh, really struggle with is stress. So we really attack wellness from a from a stress relief perspective. Um, it's one of the biggest issues that's happening around the world right now. And it's something we've been passionate about for a very long time. And we address stress on a mental physical and emotional um, level which a lot of times is not the case and we have this one-dimensional way of thinking about stress we just have to manage it and release it release it and that's it that's where the buck stops um but you know reality shows and i'm sure a lot of people that are listening be able to recognize that actually sometimes it's not as simple as it sounds to just suddenly get one thing on track um and that's really what wellness theory was born out of isn't yeah. it yeah absolutely we've been through um, well, our own kind of challenges, trials and, and stresses over the years. And a lot of what we do pulls from our own experience, but also obviously understanding what we we went through and then obviously learning more about that, the in-depth of why, why it was happening, why it was showing up and how to kind of flip the switch on it as well. Um, for me, I grew up in a, um, in a household where I was kind of taught subconsciously to to keep my emotions in is to not to express myself as as a man um, my only emotions are meant to show are like anger aggression sarcasm that type of stuff but showing anything else is whatever comes up anything happens you be a man about it you you lock it away you you and you crack on with things Mm. and that kind of mentality i took um obviously through my child into my teens into um into my working life where i never learned really how to fully express my emotion never never really learned what emotions were um and that had a kind of a very big detrimental effect on my health um and how i have come approached dealing with people communicating um and just understanding what was happening around me and i didn't really get it so my concept was okay i don't need to show anything i just you know crack on with it and then I, I, I know what's right. So people should follow me, should do what I say first time round, and I'm right. And if that didn't happen, I'd get very angry. I'd snap. I'd, I'd, I'd basically stress out over things that didn't really matter. But I didn't realize that at the time. And this I kept stressing myself out and kept compounding um, that effect uh, over, over weeks, over months. Um, and I used to escape that stress and that feeling through training ridiculous amount like literally sometimes two three four hours a day sometimes six mm. seven days a week 
Um, I'd be so strict with what I was um, eating. I thought, okay, I'm not going to drink. I'm not. I don't smoke. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look after myself. I'm gonna train every day. I'm gonna sacrifice my social life, my relationships by eating clean and healthy, and not going out and going going to restaurants. And I thought that was good because I was in the health health and wellness industry. So that's what I had to do. And that was kind of my form of escapism where is to get away from this anger, the stress and the people and the things that were causing that. I would kind of deep go dive deep into that world, which become a very unhealthy obsession for me. And that added more stress on to the stress I was causing myself through work and socializing as well. And it got to kind of came to a head where I started to feel experience pain in the intention um and it showed up quite minimal at first um and i just thought it was you know because i was training so much it was that that training pain that you that you always experience and then it got to the point where i realized i was living in pain and it, it took me a while to realize that it, it wasn't just training there was something else going on but i didn't realize it, i was causing that that pain through the stress i was causing myself and I got to the point where I started to develop chronic pain um, in my back. And that chronic pain started to get intense to the point where it affected my vision. It affected my, my training. Um, I, I remember one point it got so bad that I got these big headaches and I, I, I started to get blurry vision. And I thought, okay, this definitely isn't right. Um, this should not be happening. But me being me at the time, my ego took away. I go, no, nah, I don't need to worry about this. I'll just, you know, a few days of sleep couple of days off the gym i'll be fine so i kept going through through this pain for like four years i don't know it's very chronic pain for four years just got worse and worse and worse and i always got to the point where it took that much suffering for me to realize that okay there's something deep going on here i'm it, life shouldn't be this hard like i shouldn't be experiencing this much pain all the time so this is when i started to Asked myself different questions and started. To, I literally took a complete break off the gym. I was like, oh, for eight months, uh, no, no gym, no training. I started to just question the why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. Tried every physical fix under the sun, um, injections, physio, chiropractor, the whole lot, um, and nothing was working. It only took it. It took for me to start becoming more open minded to different approaches. And started to think, okay, it's not just training and nutrition I need to look at. It's my mental health, it's my emotional health. And that's when I started to look at my emotions and what I was what I was keeping locked away. And I started to get the help I, I was looking for and that I needed to understand what I was feeling. And when I started to realize that and start to tap into the holistic side of, um, of wellness and started to retrain how I breathe, um, my breathing, started to calm my nervous system down, started to meditate, started to kind of just understand what i was feeling and how i was feeling that's when that pain started to shift and i started started to dissipate and get rid of and then i realized now that that pain was a signal my body was telling me there's there's a big disconnect between what's going on in your head what's going on in your body and what's going on in your heart and there's there's a misalignment when i start to align that by connecting mind and body and then understanding how i was feeling my pain completely went after i think two weeks of real focused holistic work on breath work meditation um and just kind of resolving emotions that i was blocking for a very for a very long time and then once that happens and then i started to make that connection think okay there's more to there's more to health than just training and eating there's you've got to have that balance of mental physical emotional um and energetic because that that's how we that's how we operate as a human being 
So now that's kind of what we do now with everything we do from a physical, mental, emotional. I've taken that experience, put it into what we do with wellness theory to help people to realize that what their body's telling them is it's not a bad thing. It's just a signal. And you've got to listen to that. When you listen to it and become aware of it, that's half the battle. And that's that's when things start to to really take hold and change. Oh, there's a lot there. So before you go, Charlotte... Just the um, just the probe on a few things there. What was um, what was your trigger moment to think I need to I need to something needs to change it because obviously people you know we talk about the physical being the vehicle but at the same time you take it to the extreme and then it's suddenly the physical is the crutch yeah it's no longer the giving you just the benefit it's, it's becoming actually a negative you know <laughs> you're doing as much as you were doing and it becoming a very restrictive lifestyle what was your trigger to think I can't handle this pain anymore something's got to be I've got to change what I'm doing here. Um, when you went on that journey what were some of the things that came up like what were the emotions that you said you've been repressing and yeah uh talk, talk us through that what the practicalities of how this actually unfolded yeah well obviously the biggest thing for me was when i started to um kind of get blurred vision that was a big big sign it was like what the hell is going on here um and then the fact that i went down from training six seven days a week to two days a week if i was lucky um, and my recovery time was like crazy long and I wasn't recovering really. Um, obviously I wasn't sleeping. I was exhausted. So all these things came to a head where I think I just got sick of feeling like this, like, um, mm. tired all the time, got sick of feeling of pain and they just stop wondering you know, why, like what's going on. It's, this should not be this hard. Um, and I think the pain just got to such a point, the suffering got to that tipping point where I think something needs to change now. Um, and the what i realized now but i didn't know then that this pain was coming from a lot of trapped and unresolved emotional and mental issues from again coming through from 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 childhood that i was experienced that that i was one of the things was obviously don't show emotions i did like i I never i was never told don't show emotions but i'll pick that up from people around me especially from my dad as well being a man is to hold under those emotions don't show because showing showing emotional or emotions or anything or expressing emotions is a sign of weakness so i kept everything in and that developed into me only being able to understand and show really one emotion um my predominant emotion which is anger that was my kind of go-to i was my nick i got nicknamed the hulk um mm. in my first 10 years of my career because i would snap so quickly i would i would change very, very quickly from being calm, I'd say calm, as calm as I could be at that time, um, to literally snapping for no reason at all, shouting, being angry, um, swearing, all these things coming out. Um, and I didn't, really, I didn't really tie in at the point that what was happening. Um, and that was always my go-to emotion. And when I realized I was repressing a lot, what was going on. So anytime if there was conflict, if someone, if, if someone done something or said something that annoyed me, I would bottle it up because I'm, I, I felt that if I let it out, something bad would happen. Mm. And then I would keep bottling it up, keep bottling it up. And then eventually it would, it would come out in an unhealthy way. And when that happens, I would feel better for a little while. And then I'll, I'll turn it up again because oh okay I need to kind of put this this, yeah, yeah. this monster back in the back in this cage again and I'll keep bottling it up. Um, and then it took me a while to realize this anger was coming from a place of well just repression is not expressing myself, not talking about how I felt, not even understanding how I felt. I couldn't even name most of the emotion, emotions I was experiencing at the time, um, except for anger. Anger was the only thing I knew hundred percent what I was feeling. 
because it was like it was my constant it was my one constant at that time um so when i started to express myself more and just reflect and talk about what i was experiencing what i was feeling that anger started to subside it started to reduce the intensity started to reduce um so that was kind of a big aha moment for me and that big light bulb moment whereas i doesn't matter if i'm a man or what or whatever i am i i'm allowed to i'm allowed to express my emotions yeah. i'm allowed to express myself because all that emotion i was holding on to started building up on my body my body was telling me this but i wasn't listening to it it was telling me through pain through tension through obviously screwing with my vision all these things were happening but i wasn't listening to it it took me a long long time to listen and when i started to listen that's when my body started to calm down because it was happy that i was paying attention to it and i that's what that's and i started paying attention by using uh, getting into breath work retraining how i breath um, i was breathing to be able to calm my nervous system down to understand what thoughts were going through my head what emotions i was feeling um so how did you express them then you said you've started expressing your emotions how were yeah. you doing that was it with people was it was this yeah, with, with shot were you and charlotte together this time we knew each other but we were yeah so we we, yeah, we came to head many time working together so we, um, yeah so we used to work together um in a kind of corporate fitness space yeah. um in the uae and um yeah we were both working in the same club so same fitness mm. fitness center um and yeah jonathan had his way of dealing with the team yep. and i have my way of dealing <laughs> with the team um and yeah jonathan was trying to express how he felt when he was in that unresourceful space to the mm. team and he realized it wasn't really getting in the results that he was after so that's mm. when you started really expressing yourself to yourself like yeah that, that was really yeah, like the first thing that i observed it was just that paying attention mm. and you actually becoming aware of it that was the first the awareness point. was the key yeah, yeah that yeah. was the key because like i said you don't until you until you recognize the, the problem you can't solve the problem um so my first part was recognizing it accepting it and being coming aware of it um and i think one of the things that kind of triggered me to start thinking about things differently was when working with charlotte like i said i had my way of doing things and she had her way of doing things and i realized one day that her way of doing things was uh getting eliciting a quicker result while still while people were not afraid of her whereas my way of doing things was still getting the same result took a little bit longer but people were scared of me and, so, and you were suffering and I was suffering uh, so it's like okay that was that was a kind of a, a trigger moment okay what what's going on here yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was my first kind of sense of there's an easier way there's a different way and that's when I started to open up to the idea um, to, to the idea of of being open minded to different approaches and then I started reading more about about the mind about the emotions and I started to try and connect the dots and practice things myself um which did yield a result for me and it was then when I started to because at the time I was following um someone called Robin Sharma and there was a a five day immersive course that was happening close by to where we were living at the time in the in the middle east and I enrolled on that because it's something I was always wanted to do and it was that was kind of my big shift because I was immersed in that environment in that in that setting of self development of self healing for 5 days straight and that's when my big shift happened and i came out of that with pretty much what i who i wanted to be what i wanted in life was a lot became more aligned and that's when my anger just kind of disappeared um and i uh, uh, entered this calm relaxed state and which i've stayed in for about 90% 
since then the only the 10 percent comes up is when i notice when i'm hungry or tired <laughs> and the, the hangry monster comes out again but i think that's normal with most people <laughs> yeah yeah interesting i think the awareness factor is such an overlooked thing people don't want to people don't want to be aware of their their thoughts yeah. they'd, they'd rather suppress it with whatever crutch you know for you as training for others and maybe food and netflix or whatever the different uh, options are um and it takes a lot to admit that so yeah fair play to you jonathan thank uh, you and, and charlotte so you you know you guys knew each other uh, a lot uh, uh, i'm assuming you weren't together at the time yeah so we weren't together so just I, I kind of pick up my story really where um yeah go for it yeah where jonathan left off because he was obviously on his own journey and then on the flip side in my own little world, I was kind of going yeah. through my own stuff too. Now we knew each other actually when we was both working in the UK. Uh, like we knew each other, like kind of in passing colleagues working in different facilities and things like that. Um, and it was really just on the off chance that he ended up reaching out to me saying, hey, there's a job job going um, in Abu Dhabi. Um, as you say, you'd be interested in. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. Let's, let's explore it and see what, see where it takes us. And it ended up taking me to Abu Dhabi um, where I have obviously experienced my own aha moments and wake up calls. So I was obviously also in that fitness space in uh, working in gym, started as a personal trainer into fitness management, into more senior programming roles and things like that. And, but as I was kind of climbing that ladder as it were there was this thing inside of me that was it was awesome right like to everybody else on the outside it's like you live in the sun the sea the sand you got the job you got decent salary I was leading multiple teams I was flying to different countries across the GCC and all is good you know like to, to the outside world but actually what was going on with me was that I in a similar way to Jonathan had suppressed a lot of issues and I think sometimes it's, it's easy to overlook stress and we sometimes see stress as, oh, I'm stressed out because something happened at work today or because my boss did this or because my kids are doing whatever. But often stress is not the result of those things that we see on the surface level. It's often a result of things that we've experienced in the past. That can be trauma. It can just be uncomfortable situations. It can be whatever it is to the individual. That stress is often a symptom of something else that's going on mm. under the surface. And for me, I didn't know that, <laughs> right? I didn't know that. And my um, my stress started to reveal itself in negative thinking with emotional eating with um, really just complete self neglect in all honesty. And that got me to a point where I was behind closed doors. I was spiraling. I was like pretty much down and out. I was ready to just quit. And I was, I was done. I was down and out. And at that point, I was like, how can that be? There was just this question. It's like, how can that be? I've done everything I'm supposed to do, right? I'd got the job, et cetera. I, I was, like I said, to the outside world, it all is good. But it's like, how, how is this possible? There's something missing. There's clearly something that I'm not getting. And that was the thing in that moment where I was just down and out, where I was like, no, there's, there's a missing piece to the puzzle. And that was when my healing journey started of really starting to understand okay well what is this why why am I having these thoughts why am I having these feelings about myself about the world around me like what is what does this mean you know so I started to explore that later obviously realizing it's a result of obviously past experience that brought me to that moment but I think one of the key things for me is that a lot of people go through this but they do it quietly and they do it in silence and they don't mention it and that becomes a problem because all that does is it, it pushes things down even more. We neglect it. We can separate ourselves from it. 
like you said there beautifully is that you know it takes a lot for somebody to actually admit that stuff to themselves or to see their own thoughts it does it takes courage right it's scary for some people and sometimes people feel ashamed of that and they don't want to speak about it and i think it's, it's no secret that suicide is the the highest i think it's ever been and it's all as a result we believe of us becoming so disconnected from ourselves yeah there's a lot of conversation right now about how disconnection in society but it's the disconnection from ourselves that i think causes the biggest concern and it was obviously on our both of our journeys kind of both going through our own own healing that we both started to recognize what are some of these missing links and missing pieces of the puzzle and that's really where wellness theory was, was born what were yeah, some of your so, root causes uh charlotte you mentioned that you had a few demons what, what were some of your root causes that despite having everything externally you felt like something was missing in life what was it yeah well the thing the thing that was missing in life was deep connection deep connection specifically to what i later learned to myself what does that right, what so, does that mean what, what was so, what was the disconnection yeah so when when you're going through something um like that is a lot of unanswered questions so at the time i wouldn't have been able to tell you that right so now in hindsight when I've actually taken that courage and looked and been like, okay, where is this stem from? The root is a past experiences, right? It's a, it's about neglect. It's about alcohol being a part of the um, household, things like that, that end up creating these patterns inside of us that it's much easier to not have the courage to face whatever emotions we've been experiencing and push it away. Right. So the missing piece is stop pushing it away, <laughs> welcome it in so that you can actually then do something with it. Okay, and how did you approach that? What was if you if you don't mind sharing? What was some of the you mentioned the alcohol? Uh, what 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 was your muck? We call it muck that bubbles under the surface that forces people to use crutches. What was your muck? If you don't mind sharing. Uh, so really, like like I said, it is like just being exposed to things you're not supposed to be exposed to. Okay. Um, when you when you're a kid. Okay. Uh, yeah. So well, for, I know for me, um, the one one of the big things that I was exposed to as a child that I don't talk about a lot, but is when I saw my uh, my uh, dad hit my mum for the well first and uh, last time. That held with me for many years and created a big emotional blockage as I was growing up. And I remember growing my kind of whole thing growing up was about again repressing those emotions and being strong. For people around me and that 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 feeling of strength came at a cost of okay i can't show emotion because i've got to stay strong and i kept bottling it down and bottling it down and i could feel that heaviness hold in my body um and when i mean i literally my joints my muscles everything i always just felt heavy especially when something triggered that emotion again when i saw people around me um just being horrible to each other or there's violence around me, anything like that. I just remember that sense of kind of strength trying to come, okay, got to be strong, keep those emotions down, don't show anything. And that that heaviness kept coming up. And I think one of my crutches based on any time I felt like that is same as feeling anger, I would go and kill myself in the gym. I would literally go and put myself through an intense workout, which was the worst thing I could have done because I was adding more stress onto my body. And then I just created that vicious cycle again because I was stressed and I added more into my body. I was too tired and exhausted to try and suppress 
or kind of keep those emotions down uh, again and they kept bubbling to the surface so it, eventually they just that, it was like a volcano eventually at some point it's going to explode and then it um then it calms down for a while and then it explodes again that's what was happening with um with me on on when it when it comes to that um point of view what we do is we create a form of refuge right mm. for jonathan it was in the gym right that was his place where he could create where he can be the version of himself mm. he was being right to let out that anger or frustration for me it was creating this this world around me um in my own thoughts of right okay I'll, I'll work right i'll throw myself into the work scenario and that then creates this okay well if everything's going well that's fantastic and for, so for me it was like that was the external but it was my thinking about work that kind of kept me safe in a way right but the thing is your emotions don't let you just stay in that safe space that refuge that you create it doesn't let you just stay in the gym it doesn't let you just stay buried in your work it, it doesn't it doesn't allow you to do that because your body is always talking to you your emotions are always going to surface at some point when you're ready to deal with them obviously our subconscious will protect certain emotions and experiences to protect us but for a lot of people they end up getting to a certain point in their life and they question right is like why am i here or they get to a point it's like oh i've been on on this hamster wheel my whole life and i'm just realizing actually this is not even who i am it's not what i want to be doing and that is often when people start to get these wake-up calls in in the sense of just looking inward creating that deeper connection with themselves and what i mean by a deeper connection with self is recognizing what emotions are coming up what thoughts what feelings what is your body trying to tell you in terms of pain like jonathan experienced because those are all signals and reflections back to you as to things that maybe need your attention because if we don't and we ignore them the stress will just build and build and build you've probably heard things like you know we keep um repeating the same patterns until it really hits us in the face right it's like you'll go from one relationship end that one because it wasn't good go to another one oh the same problems there same problems there same problems there and it ends up becoming just so tiring or it ends up actually becoming more escalated whatever the life situation is that then you have to address it and that's usually when people are at that stress point where they, they kind of get to their breaking point and not wanting to end it all but they get to that breaking point where it's enough enough it's time for change what um what actions do you take to break your pattern was it because you said your career and your work was your sort of crutch and your refuge what how did you yep. take action on it like jonathan decided to go from yeah, living in the gym to taking a break from it what was your thing yeah so for me it was it was community it was seeking help right so it was me getting community to help me understand what was going on for me so at that time like I said to you like it was about building a refuge for me like kind of internally yes work but also my thoughts about work as in well if I'm doing this and I'm doing that then I'm doing everything right but there was conflicting thoughts going on as to, okay, well, what's this all about then? If that's all there is to life, in a sense, then that was confusing for me, which was causing that um, conflict and that suffering. But having somebody, working with somebody else or with a community that can help you see that, okay, not all of your thoughts about things are real. <laughs> not all of your beliefs and things that you've modeled have to be the truth. And when you start to dig into those things, it then becomes very easy to start to recognize how, how we got to where we got to. And then because for me personally, it was about then starting to learn and unpack, okay, well, what are the, those things that do need to be healed? What does need to be addressed? Right. So, okay, now I can think about it through, a, think about it objectively, but what about connecting to the emotions and 
actually resolving any underlying emotions that they need to be let go of at the time. And how do you let go and, and resolve these these things? And you know, there's so many ways. <laughs> so talk many talk ways. us through some of the ones that you some of the strategies that you use uh, most commonly with 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 yeah. with people. Yeah, because, I mean, this is so, a big thing. So like, one thing is identifying it. The next thing is actually letting go of it. Because yeah, otherwise, exactly. you can get caught in just thinking about that event. You know, yeah. you mentioned you saw things you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have seen it as a child. You could have just been left in a hamster wheel of just seeing that over and over again. And now the awareness yeah. is actually doing you harm just just knowing it. Yeah. So, what do you do then to let go? Well, again, it depends on the person and yeah, what yeah. they resonate with. Because there's lots of different entry points. So, for some people, it will be a case of first of all having the courage to to actually accept what's going on because what again something else that's quite common is that people will come with a presenting problem like i'm super stressed out because of my kids or because i'm not getting this result that i want or something like that or or at work or something and then actually when you dig deeper it's there's there's other stuff going on and it's if that person is willing to see that will depend on where you meet them i hope that makes sense so basically we have what, what we call a stress pyramid Right. So at the top of the pyramid, we've got life. What's happened on that life level? Like we just said, things like something's happening at work or with family and this kind of stuff. Then we have the health level. OK, which we'll tap into in a second. Then we have the root level. The root level is often where those traumas sit, where our alignment of who it is we are sits, our belief systems um, our core values and the things that are driving us really sit. And we work with clients on the health level and on a root level. We definitely help people to have strategies in their life to deal with the stuff that's coming up at work and with family and this kind of stuff. But what we help people do is release emotion, old patterns, um, when it comes to physical patterns, emotional patterns and mental patterns. We help them either at a health level and a root level, depending on where they are. Do you want to mention the health? Yeah. So the, the yeah, the health level is focusing on those the, well, well, what we kind of use as the eight areas of wellness. Um, so these are what we call our external kind of healing solutions. So we do obviously breathwork meditation is one of them. Um, we're helping people to obviously retrain their breathing, understand um, and connect with deeper themselves through breathwork and meditation. Um, second one is nutrition hydration, obviously and to understand the importance of what they're putting into their body and why how it affects everything um, every system in the body third one is movement so again movement is the key to life <laughs> it's what helps keep everything flowing everything functioning so movement is very key in mindful movement more specifically as opposed to what most people do is very unmindfully um, and then from there we do quality of thinking um, is the fourth one we look at so what are the thoughts are going to read and not uh, getting rid of those myths of you have to think positively all the time if you want to be in a healthy space uh, which you don't. And fifth one is emotions. So again, we deep uh, down into emotional intelligence, emotional resiliency, um, understanding emotions, what they mean, and getting people to understand that emotions are not neither good or bad. They just, I am. Um, they just either make you feel very low or very or like a high, high vibrational. So it's it's understanding where you are on that emotional spectrum as well, and how to move between them. Um, also, from there, sleep. A huge one one of the probably the biggest and easiest wins for most people um when once 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 they get that right because it has such a huge positive effect on on every single system of our body when we get that right um energy is number seven um on our on our eight and then number eight is action taken and the reason eight is because uh the first seven 
you can learn about them you can know everything there is to know about them but if you're not taking action on them you're still suffering like you said mm. is it you you bring the awareness up you bring that level of awareness but then you've got to take action on it otherwise you're going to keep suffering and that's the worst kind of suffering because you know but you're not doing anything about it mm. so to, to really like answer your question about like how how do we we help people let go it's the reality is it dep depends where they come in but anybody that works with us the health level must be addressed we need yeah. to have a, a full picture of what's going on in all of those areas uh, because then we know if there's key concepts and key fundamentals that people just need to be aware of and they mm. can immediately feel massive relief sometimes just recognizing what emotions you're feeling is enough to get through whatever some people need to get through it's when we get to that root level where we tap into that those deeper rooted issues and that's when we use things like timeline paradigm techniques and um, which is really like an interactive meditation combined with then some breath work elements as well and um, that's really the main tool that we use because it's so powerful and it's what, just what is it really in like 30 seconds what, what would it what is timeline is it timeline Time, paradigm timeline yeah. paradigm techniques okay, I've never so, heard of that, yeah. okay so Timeline paradigm techniques is, is born out of NLP. So using linguistics okay. and working with the subconscious. And what we would do is it's essentially like a meditation that you're being guided on, but then somebody who is also um, helping you address certain issues along at the same time. We combine that then with some very powerful breath work that then helps somebody to release it on a physical level, as well as on an energetic level, emotional level and psyche level. And when we do that, we're able to discharge that emotion. So, and when I say discharge emotion, it's really the negative emotion, the heavy stuff that we want to let go of, because ultimately that's influencing our patterns today. Even if there's something in our psyche or in our past that's from a long time ago, it will be affecting that also. So it, again, it depends on the person, but that's our main go-to tool. I heard of that. So I've learned something new there. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> what were some of the other ones? Have you got like two other ones that you, you use um, you use with people? Or is this your sort of main strategy for, for letting go of emotion? That's, that's the main one, but it's a lot about at, at the root level of this pyramid. What we're talking <clears throat> about is really looking into the history. What yeah, have we yeah. learned? What have we conditioned? Because only yeah. when we're aware of that, can we start to change that? So we can, we also can use hypnosis. Sometimes we only use breath work with some clients as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, there'd be two others. Yeah. Amazing. One thing you mentioned earlier is, you know, you, you touched on suicide uh, and I don't know how much you, did you guys deal with um, people who've, who've, uh, who've considered suicide or, or, suicidal, going, or suicidal, suicidal, I, suicidal ideation yeah, yeah which is the the idea of it yeah um but on the let not on the clinical end of the spectrum because we need yeah. to understand that you know there's certain levels of support that certain people need at certain points yeah. we don't necessarily work with somebody if somebody comes to us and tells us they're suicidal clinically depressed we are yeah. not qualified to work with them and we would refer them on to therapist psychotherapist and so on so um if it, that really comes from my personal experience of suicidal ideation so, so let's 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 touch on that and the reason why i ask is uh on a personal note i've had i've, I've known of uh you know a friend of mine actually committed suicide last week and uh, uh my wife's friend uh my wife's friend's uh long-term girlfriend committed suicide uh two weeks ago so it's like just come out of nowhere that I, I for the first time in my life I've known people who've who've taken their own life mm -hmm. so 
and and I did a video in our community about about it and the whole concept of you know not suffering in silence, connecting, sharing. And so I'd love to hear some thoughts on practical strategies for people who may be suffering with suicidal ideation because that's where it all sort of starts, right? Before yeah. you go further down the the rabbit hole. Yeah. How, how do you work with people who are ideating around that? Because I think it's something no one really admits. People who might be listening to this may be there may be some people who are considering various steps here but yeah talk, talk to these people now and, and even also from a, a, a potential from a supportive element like have, what are some signs what are some things you can do to help your friends and family who who may be going through some this this sort of like, thought pattern yeah so i actually think and this is really opinion more than anything else yeah, yeah, is course. that it it can actually be a lot harder for the people that it comes to as, as a, a shock to um, versus the people that have concerns about a family member or somebody that's in their sphere already because sometimes um, suicide comes as a complete shock and it's the person you would never have guessed and sometimes these people that have actually really been having a cry for help as well at the same time through maybe trying to connect but not really knowing how to so the thing that I would say to somebody that maybe is listening to this who is actually thinking about it for themselves is it's the connection that is going to be the most important thing. Even if you're not, you don't reach out to somebody and tell them everything is going on in your head, being around people is essential. In in and when I say people, not just anybody, but being with somebody, if possible, that you can have a sense of closeness to. What's happening is that the, the system has gone completely into survival mode. Right. And that might sound counterintuitive because survival mode means we survive. Right. But actually, survival mode is we're going to try everything we possibly can to survive. And if I don't feel like I can, I'm done. So that intelligent part of the, the brain switches off or that critical thinking part of the brain, better, better term, switches off and which then is overcome by emotion. Right. So that connection becomes the most important thing. So if possible, being around people and community, well, the first thing you asked us when we hopped on today is like, what's the community like here? Because community is so important. Mm. It's essential. But that being said, that can be a hard thing, right? And I know I might be sounding a bit contradictive here, but there might be somebody listening to this that thinks, no, I can do that. I can reach out to somebody. I don't have to tell anything to them. I just can sit with them and just be with them. That's it. But just being around them will, will take that ease off. But on the other side, that might be somebody's worst nightmare, right? That might be a really scary thought when you're in that space. So the most important thing then to do is find a way to soothe yourself. Ideally, that is healthy, not alcohol, drugs and things like that. But finding a way to self-soothe, finding a way to calm the body. That can be a cold shower. That can be something like breath, simple breathing literally five in five out something that's going to get you in a rhythm music can be extremely powerful as well those are what i would say kind of the three go-to things um, that i would suggest for anybody who's experiencing that but it needs to be leading towards have having that that step of just letting someone know that maybe you're struggling right now how do you develop that courage that. 
Because that's the hardest thing is saying. That's that's when you're soothing. That's when you're soothing your own self. That's when you're leaning into activities that will help you soothe yourself. Because to tell somebody, okay, journal on how you feel or connect with your emotions, that's the last thing somebody wants to do when they're in that space. They're already connected to their emotions on some level. um, And they don't want to go there. So having something that's going to be soothing, something that's going to be calming, is, is, is essentially creating that safe space around you so that, you, unfortunately, you know, the, the worst doesn't have to happen. But the other side of the coin there is the people that are on the other side of it, people that then know somebody in their space, like yourself, that has, has recently lost someone. Now, obviously, I don't know for you whether it was something... Was it a shock, can I ask? Yeah, 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 total shock. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is where it... it we as a society need to start becoming more aware of checking in. Mm. And that sounds so simple, but sometimes it's the people you least expect and just reaching out and not even saying like, how are you or pushing a conversation It's just reaching out to loved ones and people you care about and just saying, Hey, just checking in on you. Uh, you, you cross my mind. Something like that could be the, the change the, the game. Yeah, it yeah. really could be. Now, I'm not saying that's all the answers. That's obviously just just our take, but um, I think they're, they're a powerful place to start. From a root cause perspective, what what some of the what would you say is the biggest thing you deal with if you just theme it? If you had to theme these root causes that you experience and you deal with, what 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 seems to always come up or comes up a lot of the times? Childhood issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. It always it comes back, back to childhood issues. Always comes back to the attachments that we've formed in early life and how then we relate to the yeah. world as a result. It, it will always come back to that on some level. And what sort of examples of childhood, childhood uh, issues? Is it my parents didn't give me the attention I deserve or parents yeah, splitting up or bullying or you know what what so are the things that keep that's just up? that's just the way it's manifested right so okay. those are just the the experiences the root cause is actually what's happened to that child in those scenarios for example mm. have they been left to their own devices and they've just learned that they have to figure it out on their own have they actually gone the other way in whatever the situation is and actually parents have ended up almost smothering them and trying to protect them over everything there's no right or wrong in a sense because you know parents doing the best they can with with the resources they have right so they're just trying to be the best parent they can be and you know textbook you might do it perfectly but the way it's being received from the child and their experiences and the way they're thinking about the world, it can create these false senses of attachment. So we end up becoming maybe hypervigilant uh, because of certain situations in our life. Maybe we start to avoid certain things because that's what we learned to do. That's what we modeled our parents doing. And then we start to then feed that into our own relationships with stuff in the world. Yeah. So for, for me, I learned very early on that I need to be highly aware of my surroundings. There was an anxiety element. And also um, that I modelled really that I needed to avoid certain situations as well. So for me, I took that high anxiety into my life, kind of unknowingly because it's what I'd always known, right? Because you know, someone tells you the sky is blue, the sky is blue. <laughs> so the reality is, like, I took that high high anxiety combined with this need to avoid. So I went straight in, throw everything into work mode, right? Everything into excessive work. And I ended up avoiding the very things that needed my attention. 
right? Like my emotions, like the quality mm. of my thoughts. So that's, that's just my example and everybody's different, but it's those attachment styles that really start to play the part. Yeah. And then you have to work through the techniques to, to let go, heal yeah. and, and move forward in life. Exactly. So you gave some tips, you gave three key uh, tips for sort of grounding yourself and make yourself more so- soothing, mm-hmm. uh, soothe. Um, for people listening on a life, life perspective, you know, we covered the root, covered the health. From a life practicality perspective, what are some, to finish this podcast, what would be three key practical dealing with life stress tips uh, that you help people kind of tackle that day-to-day uh, yeah. Three key life stress tips. So I think one of the biggest ones that I learned going through is dealing with people is don't obviously never go in, well, never go to any into any situation or any kind of conversation or anything, tired, exhausted, or angry. Um, is if you know you've got to deal with someone, take uh, or you're gonna go into a situation that you know usually causes you stress or you know you have to speak to someone that usually triggers you um, or makes you feel not great is take a few deep slow breaths and just one thing I say to myself and I never used to say is okay is just a deep breath calm and then go in whatever happens I'm going to stay calm and know that whatever what however this person responds it's not my fault it's not their fault. It's just they're doing the best they can with what's going on in their life right now. So you kind of go to, go to it with compassion. Um, and I think that's a, a big thing that I think everyone can, can learn is whatever situation you're going to in life, whether it's a relationship, a colleague, a family member, a loved one, whatever you're doing is go into that with compassion for the person you're going to be speaking to or the people you're going to be surrounding yourself with. Because someone might snap at you someone might say something that rubs you up the wrong way but they're not doing it to be malicious or on purpose it's just they're doing the best they can and you can just go into that with a few deep breaths and go in with compassion it's going to make your life much easier and it's going to help you to understand um, other people better and you're going to be able to show up um, um, in a in a much more resourceful way for them yeah. I'm already breathing slower listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so breathing, it just calmed everything down yeah. and you see yeah. things differently. Another really easy, easy way to manage your state, right? Which yeah. is what you're yeah. describing is yeah. when we um, make the most of those transitional moments. So when you're maybe you're finishing work and you're about to walk through the front door to see your, your family is just before you walk through the front door, put yourself into that state first. Don't bring the charge from the day into the door, mm. right? Stay for an extra minute in the car, listen to your favorite song. If that's the thing that shifts you into a, a state that's actually one that you desire. So that's the, the managing state. Mm. Um, that's that definitely be the first tip. The, the second tip that I'd add here is um, being intentional. Being clear on who you are, who you're showing up as today. What is your highest intention? Because it's too easy for us to go through life mindlessly without really considering that. And that's usually when it causes us the most stress because we end up maybe experiencing something that's in conflict with who we are and we react to it. We get triggered by it purely because we haven't been intentional with our own focus. Where are we placing our focus in a certain situation? How can I elevate this situation 
in a more resourceful way that's going to not stress me out and also not stress somebody else out so being really intentional is really important as well how do you how do you recommend people doing that set an intention decide literally take a moment and, and again that could be sitting down and doing a meditation or really reflecting um or literally just deciding in the morning when you get up what's your one word for the day mm. what are you gonna just put into your day what's the flavor that you're gonna add right and just stay true to that even if you feel like you come off course a little bit maybe you go into your work day and you feel like okay today i'm not gonna get stressed out i'm gonna be calm even if something does trigger you or stress you out come back to calm as quickly as you can come back to your word come back to your anchor word come back to your intention that will help to just start to dissolve what you're experiencing i love it yeah. okay, go on jonathan i was gonna say those that, that, that two tips that was two, that was two yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. the go third one from a physical perspective very quick energy 30 seconds what animals do when they experience stress shake it out mm. so if you, you again you're finishing work and you can just feel that heaviness before like before you like as i said you go through the door before you go into your next kind of phase of your day mm. is shake it out somatic response literally just bounce up and down on the spot shake your arms shake your legs if you want to make a sound make a sound what happens is the the body will physically release that that electrical charge that's been building up from the stress you've been experiencing from whatever situation you've been in animals do it very very well they shake it off low uh, stress goes uh nervous system calms down and then let it go and carry on with it they don't hold on to it and as human beings we need to learn to come back to that somatic state that somatic response mm. shake it out let it go and then trust me after you do that for 30 seconds you're going to feel so much better and you're going to feel much lighter and you're going to feel that that heaviness you what you felt before is going to just completely go mm. Love it. Very, very practical. And definitely want to, if you listen to this podcast, give it a go uh, as soon as you finish it. Uh, so where can people find out more about some of the amazing work you're doing, uh, Jonathan and Charlotte? Yep. So uh, thewellnesstheory.com. Um, and then on in, on Instagram, we are at wellnesstheory. We have, um, if anybody's interested in that health level specifically that we're, Jonathan described earlier, those eight areas, we've got a little scorecard people can go and do and they can score themselves and see how they're doing on those eight areas. And then they get some personalized report and practical tactical videos on what they can do based on their score. So it, so they really can see, okay, okay, well, maybe my emotions need attention. Maybe it's my movement. Maybe it's my energy. They'll start to be able to really start to, to help um, their stress from from that wellness health perspective from there and then uh, we've also got an event coming up in may which is a, a kind of a kickstarter workshop that's going to be helping people to get started on this journey so if they feel like they're resonating with anything in this conversation today um or anything around stress and wellness combined maybe that's anxiety a racing mind maybe it is tension and physical pain in the body they're experiencing or they feel like they're um, out of control of emotions this is the perfect thing for you to do and get started it's a free workshop that we're going to be running in may amazing we'll put that all in the show notes so definitely check it out they've got some really cool resources and these guys are experts in the uh, stress management game thanks so much for coming on uh jonathan and charlotte thank you, thank for, you. Having us. Thanks for having us if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much. And as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.